Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment of Honor Kings and Sons TV. This is your host, Darian Jones. I am here with another episode for you guys. Yes, it is a blessed day. Monday, July 18th, 2022. It's almost 9.30, so we're going to get into it this morning. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife and daughter for always supporting me and allowing me to have the space so that I can do this. I want to give a shout out to the Lord because without him, I wouldn't be able to have this idea. I wouldn't be able to have the strength in the life to do this and be on this platform. So I'm very thankful and I want to give a special shout out to those who support me and those who are always praying for me. Thank you all so much. So today, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about letting God build you. So I told people uh, who tune into my podcast that uh, I talk about so many different issues. I love to talk about uh, social injustice, any type of current event. I love to talk about um, family structure um, and how to how to restore broken homes. Um, I love to talk about mentorship, leadership. Um, the list goes on and on. As you see my episodes, you'll get the idea of what I love to talk about. And Honor Kings and Sons is a platform where we truly are focusing on continuing the legacy and continuing what, what I like to call proper teaching, passing down proper teaching, morals, wisdom to our next generation so that they will remember the system of honor. Because if you have a group of people and they don't know how to honor each other, they will kill each other off. And they don't even, they don't even physically have to do any harm to each other, but mentally, socially, and spiritually, they will kill one another off and we won't have anything to pass on to our next generation. So um, that's just some of the things I love to talk about on my platform. But I do it all from a biblical worldview. Uh, sometimes you won't hear me quote any scripture from the Bible. Um, sometimes you'll just uh, hear me make statements that uh, are directed um, back to my my faith or directed back to God. You'll hear me say Jesus. You'll hear me say Lord. You'll hear me use the term Christian. I may even talk um, about Christians or talk to Christians or talk with Christians. Um, it's just my biblical worldview that I love to insert. Um, along with my experience, my testimony, and my education. Okay, so I just want to throw that out there. That's just my disclaimer. But anyways, let's get into it. So today I want to talk about letting God build you. Uh, so letting God build you um, is a big statement. Why? Because most of the people that's going to watch this platform probably don't believe in God. So we're going to back it up a bit and we're going to make our way up to it. All right. So what do we mean by letting God build you? Well, first of all, let's just talk about life within itself, okay? I'm going to play devil's advocate. That sounds hilarious. Why? Because, you know, mentioning the devil, obviously. But anyways, let's get past that. So here we go. Let's talk about life. So when it comes to life, um, everybody is born. And then um, as you are born... Um, you start to figure out the world that you are living in, right? The basic systems that are in your body, they start to activate, and then you start to learn communication. You learn how to speak. Um, you learn your strengths and weaknesses. 
Um, you learn your likes and dislikes. Um, you start to learn about your body, if you're a male or female, um, and all those different things, right? So you start to learn about that. So I would say um, roughly between the ages of 5 to 10 that most people start to figure out um, uh, their strengths and weaknesses to the point where they know how to maximize on the strengths and weaknesses. Um, some people um, activate... Um, their 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 relativity and um uh their perf uh, their perfectedness um i would say um and then you just have those who are who are blessed and uh they find out that they have superior skills above the average person uh, which we call them prodigies and then from an early age they start to act on that skill and that skill attains them a massive amount of attention, a massive amount of wealth, um, a, mass, a massive amount of prestige, um, and just overall um, a circle um, of peers and individuals who can help them get to places that they never thought that they would be or they didn't even know existed, right? So this is kind of where I'm starting from. That's the basis that I'm building. So in, in all of this, uh, we have life, right? And uh, we're figuring it out. And there's um, a road that everybody takes in the beginning, and that's the self-made road. If you pay attention to how I even broke it down, all of this you're doing by yourself, right? Um, you have people that come along and help you, yes. But for the most part, you are agreeing with them. You are connecting with them and you're figuring this thing out called life and you start to build yourself. Um, and then by the time I would say uh, teen to young adult years, by that time you're self-made. What does that mean? That means that you have figured out the good, the bad, the ugly about you. You know how to use it to your advantage. You know when not to use it to your disadvantage. And um, it allows you to self-sustain yourself. It allows you to become self-sufficient. Um, and it gives you the option and the power to choose whether you want to be independent or dependent of people. And once you have figured that out, you start to calculate what it is that you can build and what it is that you can't. And once you decide what you want to do in life, you take your time, your energy, um, uh, your, your system, your system or your ideology of what you think success is and you, you use it all to get you to the place that you feel like um, um, this is the highest peak of, of life that I wouldn't want to get to. So you become a self-made person. You become self-made. So is there something wrong being self-made? I'm going to tell you right now. No. Because when you are self-made, right, you have, you have evidence, you have experience, you have uh, some form of logic that attests to uh, your greatness. So you being alive and you making the decisions that you made to get to the places that you got, you are actually a blueprint for somebody else to look at so that they can attain excess uh, success that is on the same level as you or greater so being self-made is not bad 
because when you have um, people that are self-made, um, you know, they help the world have options. They help the world. They're actually guiding the world in a sense. Uh, we kind of need people that uh, can can go out there, can work hard, can make decisions on their own, can can go through bad times, can survive, can can excel, can overachieve. Why? Because we provide um, ways, methods, and options that people can pick from. Because in in within yourself, you cannot make up the perfect way to success. Because we're flawed, because we don't understand everything about the world, we are going to fall on hard times. We're going to fall on um, places uh, that we didn't intend to be. Why? Because we're trying to we're trying to make the best decisions with our rational thinking. And, um, you know, um, it's like a stream. It meanders. Right. So that's 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 the road that everybody is taking to success to being a self-made man. So you have to understand that uh, we kind of need that in the world. Why? Because when you're a self-made man, I would say this, whether whether you being self-made has brought you to a place of success that is healthy for other people, that is healthy for the world or not, it is still something that a person can look at and say, okay, I'm going to make a decision not to follow that path. I'm going to make a decision to follow this path and so on and so forth. There's how many hundreds of basketball players in the NBA? And guess what? Anybody that wants to be a basketball player, they have how many hundreds of ways that they can choose to how to make it. But what's funny about life is that once we start to say, oh, I'm going to follow this person's way up until their way doesn't work for me anymore, then I'm going to follow this person's way up until it doesn't work for me anymore. Uh, work for me anymore and I keep going and going and going filtering and changing and switching and copying and pasting and mixing all of these different steps now I've created my own name right um and into my way of success so in a way when you when you when you um are a self-made man and you live in this world you have to understand that it's actually um uh, a thing that is good why? Because I'm going to tell you why it's good that we need to have self-made people in the world. We need to have self-made people in the world because there comes a point where we have the introduction to faith. When we have the introduction to faith in our life, we start to challenge the road that is provided by being a person of faith, being a person of hope, we have that challenging the road that you built and every other road that's out there. There has to be a challenge. If there's no challenge to what is provided for you to believe it to be true and the opposite um, uh, in existence, for you to discern and see which is good for you, then it's like, how do we know? How can we attest? How can we prove it to be true? You know, everything cannot be true in this life. And there's a nuance of that statement that I know people are going to tackle me on. I'm going to save that for another episode. But everything in life can't be true. So pay attention when I said in life can't be true. 
there has to be something that stands above all these truths, quote unquote, that are out there. There has to be something that stands above it all. So going back to the self-made man, you here, you built your life, you have evidence to show what it well, what success will look like if you follow um, a, a pathway as such that you have created. But then you get approached by faith or 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 a higher power. Right now you have to ask yourself, is my road the road I want to keep going on or, is it, or do I want to follow this road? There has to be two in order for you to challenge it, in order for you to test it. Right. So here's where my biblical worldview comes in and tying this all to let God build you. Right. So when it comes to letting God build you, the first thing that we have to understand is that the Bible says that I set before you life and death. Choose life that you may have it and have it abundantly. So now we have God speaking for himself. This is the Old Testament. You can find this, I believe, in the book of Joshua. We have God speaking for himself. God is all wise. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe in the word of God, then you believe God when he makes the statement that he is all wise. He knows everything. So he says, I set before you life and death. Choose life that you may have it abundantly. For the simple fact that he says, choose life. That means he's already examined a road that leads to death. And he's already examined a road that leads to life. And he didn't even say, I'm going to examine both roads based on the person I'm talking to. He examined bo both roads based on it, the benefits um, uh, that pertain to human existence, period. If it's beneficial to, human, uh, to mankind, period. And he examined both and he says, he's saying this for any and everybody. Choose life that you may have it and have it abundant. So now we get into this whole, let God build you. See, when God builds you, you last long. Why? David said in Psalm 91, verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So when God wants to build you, his intent is for you to last long. And then how does he make you last long? Because everybody has an appointed time that they're going to die. Everybody has an appointed time that they're going to die and meet their maker. We hear about this in Ecclesiastes. We hear about this in the New Testament. I think there's a passage in Thessalonians um, and there's a passage in Romans. We hear about this appointed time. So how is God going to preserve you? Well, he does that through giving you a legacy, and that's through children. If you read uh, Psalm 127, God talks about how children is the best gift that he can give to man. Why? Because through that, every work that God was doing through you now will continue through your children. So guess what? You will physically die, but the life that you lived will be continued out through your children. If you look at the story of Abraham, that's one of the biggest stories in the Bible. What did he tell Abraham? I will give you children as, as much stars as in the sky and as much sand as on the shores. Right. So uh, we're a living product of that. So we understand that when God builds you, you last long. When you stay a self-made man, now we got 
now we got some things we want to talk about, right? Because I want you to understand how a self-made man is beneficial to people as far as connections, but how a self-made man is not beneficial to God. God can't do anything with a self-made man. There's nothing that there's nothing in a self-made man. There's nothing about a self-made man that God can do anything with in terms of his kingdom. And I'm going to explain that because there's a nuance within that. So let's get back to the self-made man. The self-made man, he's going about his life, right? And there comes a point where he is approached by the question of faith, right? Now, I want to throw this out there because this is something that I can talk about for a very long time. And I actually am going to try to. When a person that's self-made is approached by a question of faith, it can be a Buddhist, Hindu, uh, Mormon, um, Catholic, Christian, uh, Muslim, whatever, whatever it is, whatever religion it is, they have to ask themselves, do they want to keep the morale, the tendencies, the logic, whatever it is, do they want to keep that and stay self-made following their own ideology? Or do they want to take up this new lifestyle because they believe it's better? Jesus asked the young rich man, right? He had a conversation with him. Jesus asked him, he was like, you want to come into the kingdom? Okay, if you want to come into the kingdom, this is what I need you to do. I need you to sell all your possessions, give everything to the poor. Come to me with zero, and then I'll receive you. If you pay attention to that conversation, salvation wasn't the issue. That guy wanted to be saved. But he didn't want to go to zero. Because there's something about a self-made man that you, you attach everything that you have to your prominence, your esteem, your identity, your security, you attach everything that you have to you. Without that, you feel like there's no you. So I don't think that young man was confused. I strongly don't believe that. But I think he had attached everything to himself. And outside of that, he couldn't see himself which means he couldn't see what it, what it would be, how God, how he would be useful to God or to the kingdom. And what happened? He walked away and he's like, I can't do this. So with a self-made man, the reason why God cannot use you if you stay self-made is because you, it's almost like you go blind. It's almost like you're absent of yourself. Because you attach everything that you have to who you are. And God has a specific identity that he wants to give you. It's the identity you were born with, but because of sin, you can recognize or acknowledge or act on. So because you will never say yes to God due to you being attached to these things, God can't use you. You're not useful in the kingdom of God. Now, here's the tricky part. And it's not tricky, but it's the truth. You won't be useful in his kingdom, but you'll be useful for his kingdom. Because every single day, the rain falls on the just and unjust. We have self-made prominent people 
who bless the poor every day, who bless churches every day, who bless hospitals, who bless businesses, who bless schools, who bless charities, who bless nurseries, who who bless um, um, the disabled, right? Who blessed uh, who bless um, anybody? So God can use you to what? Provide resources for His kingdom. He can use you to open doors for His people. He can use you to bless the widow and the poor and the and the bedridden. But as far as making you a servant in his kingdom, he can't do that because you have things in front of him that will block uh, him from from communicating with you, from from being able to test you, from being able to get you to trust him. So when you're a self-made person and you go through life, there will come a day where the question of faith will hit you, will, will hit you. And you have to ask yourself, is what you have a worth keeping and worth living by? Or is what is being asked of you um, um, a greater opportunity and, and worth you dropping everything? Right. So when you build yourself as a self-made man, you do have limits. You have limits because you're human. Your ideology has to con has to constantly be be remanufactured once you hit a bump in the road. And there's so many there's so many aspects of this. That's why I'm going to do my best to really cover all of it. There's so many aspects of it that we can go into. But when you're a self-made person, you constantly have to revamp your ideologies because you have bumps in the road. You have made success up until this point. Whatever you gauge on a meter um, that success to be. So what happens? You got to find something. You got to study it. You got to understand it. You got to apply it, right? In order to overcome the issue that you have, right? Um, and then you keep going. So you constantly have to make sacrifices to attain um, what you think you need in order to stay self-sufficient stay self-made. <clears throat> so that's the thing with you. What if health hits you? You can't control health. What if life hits you in a way you can't control it? You at some point have to break your ideology to start to receive help. So you're not constant. You're not, um, you're not, uh, everlasting in strength, right? Uh, you, I mean, you're frail. You just hide behind the fact that you have a lot of stuff and you attained a lot. But when it comes to God building you, everything's already set in stone. Everything is already set in stone. See, the word of God says that God holds his word above his very name. So that means all can happen. The heavens and the earth can be destroyed. The, the all types of stuff, th things that our human mind could never even, even imagine could take place. But God's word will always exist. But he says it's final, it's set in stone. It can't be irrevoked. It's, 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 it, you can take it to the bank a million times over. So automatically when God built, when God starts to build you through you accepting his son, 
um, as Lord and Savior and starting off uh, from zero, you have to understand that you you think you start off with zero, but you start off with you start off with. OK, let me make sure I word this correctly. You start off with what every businessman and every company is always looking for. And what is that guarantee? You know, I watched an interview one day on Denzel Washington. And um, the person was saying that Denzel Washington has one thing about every movie that has been like his mark. People thought it was the way he walked. People was a uh, people thought it was the way he he his his mannerisms would always be consistent and he would make the role fit him, not him fit the role. But he said, no, he says the one thing that I've always done that has made me different from everybody is I have something I say. And he says, I guarantee it. You go back and watch every film by Denzel Washington. And he says that in every film he's ever been in, I guarantee, I guarantee it. So every company that does a business deal, every business owner, they want to know those words. They want to know who they're doing business with, who they're connecting with, that it's a guarantee so that they can flourish. So yes, when you step to God and you get stripped of everything, you may feel like you don't have nothing and he has abandoned you or left you but he left you his word which is a guarantee and if you have faith you will see the fruit of that i'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen that with god it's a guarantee it's us we are the ones that can't guarantee god why because we're we're messed up we're jacked up we're self-made we are self-made. And the next episode, because I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off the part ones and twos and threes and fours already. I didn't want to do that, but I just feel like this is so potent. The next episode I talk about this, I'm gonna talk about how you're really not even self-made. You're just borrowing everything that God has created. But it's the deception of the enemy that makes you think you're self-made. Um I, I, I've learned and I'm still learning that when you let God build you, that it's a process and some people don't like a process, but it's funny. Everything that we enjoy in life has already gone through a process. That's why it can be reproduced over and over and over and over. There's always a trick to how we have to see the world. If we don't pay attention to how long it took for something to become perfected till it's foolproof, that way we can enjoy it every single day. If we don't understand that, then we ourselves will never experience longevity. What do I mean? Every fast food restaurant, there was, it took a period of time for their menu to be perfected, their items to be perfectly designed so that when it's recreated every single time, the customer will keep coming back. Music, right? Styles, genres, 
um, you know, tones, all of these different things have to be what? They have to get to a point where they're perfected so that when they're recreated, it's foolproof. Um, businesses, a lot of businesses that we enjoy, it can be in any type of industry, their model took some years to become perfected till it can run on its own, right? A Walmart opens up anywhere. A Walmart can open up on an island. It will run itself. Why? Because Walmart took the time to perfect its model. So a lot of times we don't see success because we're only a few months in and we haven't perfected a model. There's people who have instant success overnight. We see it all the time, but their longevity comes from what? Them perfecting a model. Pay attention to the people who got famous overnight and are not popular anymore and the people who got famous overnight and are still popular. Those people who are still popular, what they did was either them, God had mercy on their brain and dropped in them, hey, listen, you want this to work? Perfect it. Or they had somebody come and pull them to the side and say, bro, if you don't want to be a one-hit wonder, you need to follow X, Y, and Z and master this for six months to a year. Or master this for the next three, five years so that you can have longevity for the next 25 years. Somebody or something had to drop inside of them to tell them, you got you to gotta perfect this. You got to process it and perfect it. So that's what I want to leave off. This is another installment of Honor Kings and Sons TV. I'm definitely going to do a part two to this. Um, uh, talking about being self-made and letting God build you. Because when God builds you, you last long. You guys can follow me on social media. If you want to donate, you can find my information um, on my social media platforms. Uh, share this episode. Let people listen to it. Uh, join my mailing list so that you guys can get updates on where I'm going to be. And episodes I'm going to be talking about. Hopefully soon I have a newsletter and a calendar and things like that. So you guys can expect what to hear from me. And um, we take it from there. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you another time on Honor Kings and Sons TV. Peace.